Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friends, and welcome back to Above Par. It's so nice to have you here and listening wherever you are, whatever you're doing. (laughs) Maybe you're hitting balls listening to this or driving or walking or whatever it is. I appreciate you spending the time to be here and listening to this and getting some value out of the content that I share. And I love the notes that you send me. So I want to give a shout out to Meryl, who sent me a awesome email that I missed because <laughs> I was moving and I was sick and she gave me a nudge just to make sure that I saw it. And I, I appreciate that. So I want to read you a little bit about what Meryl had to say. She played in her club championship. She was not feeling very good. Actually, she was feeling really horribly and it was hot and her brain was offering up all kinds of things during this competition. So she said, your workshops, podcasts, TikToks too, have really helped me a tremendous amount. I feel much calmer when I play, more focused. We had a pretty good gallery out there for the second 18. I actually became more focused. I would never have been like that if my brain hadn't been in training with you. I've seen a true improvement in my approach to all rounds. All these tools have changed my golf and my personal life. Thank you for all you do for sharing your wisdom, your stories, and yourself with us. So thank you, Meryl. Of course, I love that note. And I'm so glad to report that she won her club championship with enough time to go back and get into bed, which is what she wanted to do. I think she closed it out with like eight holes to play after 36 holes. So that was great. But thank you for the note, Meryl. And I appreciate all of you listening. So send me all of your success stories or your struggles. I love to connect with you. You can email me, of course, send me a note. And the more you share this podcast, the more that I can reach other people and help them as well. So I encourage you to share it if you're so inclined. So speaking of being sick, it's so easy for us to be a little bit hard on ourselves and push ourselves. And that's the topic that I want to talk about today. I think there's so many people that I talk to who are really hard on themselves on and off the golf course. And I want to bring up three points and I want to give you my spin on it. And if you're a person who is hard on yourself or not so kind in many different ways, we actually just push ourselves in a way that is a little bit punishing right? We give ourselves the back of the hand. We talk down to ourselves and mean to ourselves, you know, remind ourselves that we suck. We're not good enough, that we need to get our shit together, get going. We might punish ourselves with extra practice or longer practices, or maybe take away some nice things to ourselves. Like, no, I'm not going to go out to dinner, or I'm not going to buy that nice thing because I didn't perform the way that I thought that I could. So one of the things that I notice, if this is you, is that a lot of times we learn how to treat ourselves from people in our lives. We might have modeled this from our parents, or we might have had some coaches along the way, especially if you played another sport, who thought that the way to get results was to be hard on yourself, was to kind of kick yourself in your own butt. If you had coaches and played other sports, they might have kicked your butt, right? You didn't have a very good game, or you didn't perform very well. You might have been punished with extra practice, or suicides, or wind sprints, or extra laps around the track or the field, might have had to drop and give me 50 kind of mentality. People can do this with golf too. It's like, I didn't have a very good round. So I'm going to punish myself and go out and practice for three hours in the heat, in a bad mood until I see the results or 
until I put in X amount of time. We used to do this with putting a lot. It was like going, all right, you can't leave the putting green until you've made, you know, we did this ladder drill and different drills until you made X number of three footers or you had a successful round through the ladder drill. Or we'd be out there sometimes until dark. Okay, we're gonna talk a little bit today about is it useful? Is it something that serves you? My terms that I like to say is always a way of checking in to see if we're doing the right thing. Like, is that serving me and is it useful for the way that I'm thinking or the way that I'm feeling? So you might be hard on yourself because it was something that was modeled or taught to you either by a parent or someone close to you or a coach along the way. You also might be hard on yourself because being nice to yourself is not something that you think you deserve, that you have high expectations. We didn't meet these expectations. And the way for me to do that is to kind of beat myself up a little bit, is for me to talk down to myself and harshly to myself. And that's the way that I'm going to get the things done. Which, my second point is, that may be true. You might have evidence in there where your brain is going to argue with you and you'll argue with me and you'll sit there and go, yeah, but Kathy, I have so much proof. I have so much evidence. When I'm hard on myself, I get things done and I get results and I get back to work. When I talk meanly to myself or I or my punish myself, I actually go out and I feel like I get better results. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how we know whether that's a useful thing to do or not a useful thing to do. And I'm going to say, yes, sometimes we can go about our business and from a not very nice place, create decent results. We did this maybe with studying. You went to school and you you know, procrastinated at school and you had a test or an exam or a paper to do. And because you procrastinated, you punished yourself with some all-nighters and gallons of coffee. Or in my case, I used to drink two liters of Diet Coke. Like, I could do that at night, right? It's just all the caffeine to stay going and awake. And you pull in this all-nighter and you sleep-deprive yourself, which none of that, if you think about it, is an effective way for your brain to focus and produce and come up with all the information that you actually know. But we would do that and go about and take this test and get decent results. So now we just trained our brain that like, this is the way that I get good results. As I go and I pull these all-nighters and I caffeine on the IV drip (laughs) and take the test and then you want to pass out afterwards and then you sleep for two days. We can do this with practicing. We have a bad tournament and then we go out and we're like, oh, I'm going to just beat balls for three hours as a way of punishing myself. But, you know, then you play well the next day, you're going to think that that was maybe a useful tactic. So you may actually have proof that being hard on yourself and mean to yourself produces good results. And the third thing that I want to say is we become so trained in the habit of being hard on ourselves. We also don't think that we deserve to be kind to ourselves. So if we're being kind to ourselves, when we didn't meet our own expectations, we feel like we're giving ourselves a pass, that we don't actually deserve that, that I actually need to kind of punish myself and give myself the back of the hand and my own little verbal spanking, that I deserve that in some way. I think it's so important to note that all the words that come out of your mouth, whatever you say, especially about yourself, is either moving you closer towards confidence or further from confidence. So when you're sitting there saying, I suck and I'm not good enough, I'm never going to figure this out, and I'm really disappointed in myself, and I'm a failure, when we say all those things to ourselves, we are depleting our confidence. 
we're tipping that seesaw further away from confidence, which just means that you're going to have to take extra effort and time to build your confidence back up. It's like taking three or four steps backwards. Also, it feels crappy. Now you got to deal with all that emotion. And most of us don't know how to deal with emotion. So what happens is we shove it down in our leg and we worry about it till another day till it pops up like a beach ball underwater. And we're wondering why we're losing our crap while we're driving to work. <laughs> okay, I created a whole visual there in my head. But this is what happens. We can sit there and go, no, no, it's okay. I'm, it's, it's fine that I tell myself I suck and that I'm not good enough and I'm an idiot. I don't really mean it. I'm just saying it. No, your brain hears it. If you really didn't mean it, you wouldn't say it. You would protect your confidence for your own good, for the way that you get to feel about yourself. But so often, many of us don't believe we deserve to be kind to ourselves, especially when we come up short of our own expectations. So if this is you, right, if this is resonating with you, I would just ask you to question it if it's a useful thing. And why can't you be kind to yourself? What's the problem with that? Why do we need to beat ourselves up? Listen, I'm not preaching here. I was the hardest person on myself possible. I have to catch myself all the time on kind of giving myself the back of the hand and and berating myself that I could do better or more or harder or you know whatever it is. It's so easy for my brain to go there out of habit. I have to catch it. I have to be very deliberate about it. I didn't think I deserved to be kind to myself. I definitely grew, grew up with a dad who was hard on himself, like work harder, do more. My mentality was that I would beat everybody if I worked harder, if I practiced more. But the problem with that, if you use practice, especially as a way of punishing yourself, is anytime you're coming from a negative emotion or you're practicing, you have negative thoughts or negative emotions, you're not going to get a very good result or you're going to slow your results. So this is my spin about working hard or being hard on yourselves. We often think that we're lowering our expectations if we're kind to ourselves, but this is the thing. I talk a lot about how your thoughts create your results. Your thoughts are going to show up in your result line. We have circumstances. We have thoughts about them. Those thoughts create our emotions and our feelings. Those emotions and feeling drive all of the actions. All the things that we do and we don't do is always coming from an emotion. And those actions create our results. So my thoughts somehow, some way are going to show up in my, my result line might not be exact. It might be opposite. It might just give more evidence towards it. And if you have negative thoughts that create negative emotions, you're going to create a negative result. And this is where our brain can argue with us. And we can say, yes, but Kathy, when I beat balls by punishing myself for three hours, I actually played well the next day. That was useful. It worked. When I pulled an all-nighter, right? And I drank gallons of Diet Coke. I actually did pretty well on the test. So that works, right? But I'm saying, yes, sometimes we can have proof. We can go out and have a horrible hole and then we can stand on the next tee and we can swing out of our shoes because we're totally ticked off. We call that fueled by fury and we can hit a good drive and we can be like, well, I don't know, maybe that works, but it's not what we want to rely on. It's not what we want to rely on for consistency. And it's also full of effort. It's effortful results. We don't even know when we train ourselves that way of how easily or effortlessly we can create results and feel good along the way. Maybe we get them faster and we get them easier and we don't even know what's possible for ourselves because we've only done it one way. We just beat the crap out of ourselves and we push ourselves and we punish ourselves and we don't even know what's possible. 
So the way that you know if you're being hard on yourself or you're pushing yourself is when you give yourself a little kick in the butt, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, if it creates determination and motivation and focus and you're excited and you're looking forward to it, then it's useful. But if you're hard on yourself and you're beating yourself down and you're shaming yourself and you're feeling like a failure and you're not good enough and it takes you two days to get over it because you're sulking in a bad mood and you're eating your face off with ice cream and a bag of chips or you're drinking a bottle of wine and you're just going to wait it out until you start feeling better again, you're not going about it the right way. You're going about it the heavy way, an effortful way, the slower way. That is you being hard on yourself at your own expense. I find that a lot of women, especially women in sport, are really hard on themselves and they don't believe that they deserve to be kind to themselves. I'm not saying there's not men like that too. I have plenty of male clients who also are very hard on themselves and struggle with being kind to themselves because we think when we're being nice to ourselves, we're giving ourselves a pass. It's almost like it means that I'm not trying or I don't care I just want to offer to you that's not true. You want to be kind to yourself for your own benefit so that you can get yourself back into being motivated and determined and driven and focused and all the things that you need to create the results that you get. And most of the time, why we're so hard on ourselves is because we're so intolerant of making mistakes. The more intolerant you are of making mistakes, the more that you make a mistake mean that you failed, the more likely you are to be hard on yourself in a negative way. So if this resonates with you at all, I just want you to question the way that you've been looking at being hard on yourself, pushing yourself. Question whether you do it in a negative way, whether you're making your results more effortful. Are you punishing yourself? Because the things that we say to ourselves and we do to ourselves, we would never do or say to a friend or someone that we love or that we care about or our kids. But we seem to think it's okay for us to do it to ourselves and say it to ourselves. So just question. Maybe there's a easier, more useful way to go about getting the results that you want. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. So if I can help you with this, as always, or anything, you can always check out my website, kathyheartwood.com for any programs that I have going on now. Or if you want to reach out and have some personal coaching, I'd love to help you. All right. Have a beautiful week and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.